Hello there, you're about to experience the What's Up Church podcast. Can a dude get some Holy Spirit? What's up, church? What is up, church? It is me again. How are we all doing on this fantastic day? It is a gorgeous day out here in Tejas. Uh, I believe we're supposed to get rain this whole week. However, it's one of those like rare Texas weather seasons where it's gorgeous outside, like 79 degrees. Not very much breeze. Lovely. I mowed the lawn yesterday. Feeling very accomplished in my life. Um, <laughs> uh, how are you all doing? As always, I will pause and wait for your reply. Fantastic. Good to hear. Love it. Love it. Love it. I hope you're all doing well, as always. So what are we talking about today? Shocker. We're going to talk about sin. <laughs> it's funny. So I was listening to one of my recent recordings or previous recordings about the I am Aiken. And I, I remember when I recorded that, what I was thinking about in terms of sin and repentance and when does something good become something bad? Like thinking about that. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately is like when to kind of revisit that concept, I guess is a better way to say it, is when does something become sin? Like when is a good thing a bad thing? Obviously, you guys are all pretty familiar right now with my world of, of, of the gluttonous nature that I have a default setting. And so it's funny, I was talking to a good friend of mine this morning about how like recently I was just ravenous. My wife was out of town. I was home alone. What the cat's away. The mice will play. Uh, and I was just, I was, I wasn't going off the reservation with food, but I was definitely eating more than I should. But I had this like crazy insatiable hunger. Like, like I had never eaten before. I was hungry. Like no one's beeswax. And I'm like, what is going on? You know? And I wasn't, lacking of food. Like I had put down food. You know what I mean? I was eating fruit and dried fruits. I was eating, you know, I had some oatmeal. Uh, you know, you name like I was having it, but it was just like that crazy hunger to where I'm like, it's gotta be like a I don't want to put everything into spiritual battles, but it wasn't a natural hunger. Let's put it that way. It was not a natural hunger. Because I wasn't hungry. But like my body was like, you do, 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 get some get some rub-a-dub, like, oh, it was so frustrating. However, that just leads me to more of the, the thought process. And again, I'm always, the analytical side of me is always like, like reading about things or trying to learn about things. And a big concept that I, I kind of go into is willful sin. You know, like, what is the difference between something becoming a sin or willfully sinning? And I think those are two dramatic differences. I think we all sin. You know what I mean? We all, we all do it. You know, no one's perfect but Jesus. But it's what do we do with our sin? Are, are we living in willful sin or are we not? Are we, are we making mistakes and then repenting? 
Are we living a life that's that's for the Lord and occasionally having a mistake? Or are we living a life that's totally for ourselves? And then, you know, what's that look like? And so I, I think about that um, all the time. Like, I, not all the time. It's not like every day, all day I'm thinking about that. But I, when I, when I, when I am enjoying things or I am dipping my toe into the things like, you know, watching TV. Is watching TV a sin? Gosh, no. No, not at all. Like, I don't, it depends on what you're watching. Let me go ahead, <laughs> uh, go ahead and preface that. No, it's not. It's not. Watching TV is not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, and occasionally I like to sit down. Although it's very difficult nowadays to find stuff to watch. Like, for me personally, there are a lot of shows that I can't watch. Not I can't watch. I, I, I don't want to. I have zero desire to watch shows that are about, topics, content, you know, you name it. PG-13, like beyond PG-13 or mature audience type stuff, I just don't feel like there's a need for me. There's no value in it, you know? It's not like I'm watching The Passion of the Christ. It's You know what I mean? There's nothing there for me for the most part. But I have that, you know, that, wow. Oh, like I used to love the John Wick movies. I think I've said that plenty of times. I used to love the John Wick movies, but I don't watch those anymore because there are language, violence, whatever. Um, and I don't want to feed myself that. But I was, what was I doing the other day? Um, like watching, I like, like you've said, I've said before on this podcast, I love cooking shows. I'm a big fan of those because they're like harmless or whatever. But I'm like, does that feed my gluttonous nature? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I'm not going to making cakes when I'm done watching the great cake bake off, whatever. <laughs> But I, I go back to what are the things that I like to indulge in? And and I guess that's the proper word for it. I guess is indulge. Like, like when does an activity become an indulgence? And when does an indulgence become an idol? You know, like that that evolution of things. And I, I don't believe that you should live in a world where everything is a no-no. I, I don't believe that. But you know, the Bible is like if, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Pluck it out. It's better to not have an eye than to be in hell. You know what I mean? Like we, 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 the Bible says so much when it comes to sin, like, like willful sin, deliberate sin, living a life of sin. And then it talks so much about faith, like, you know, like saving grace. And then those, that juxtaposition of like, well, I mean, like, can you be in living like willful sin and then have saving grace? Well, yes, but also no. Um, like I think about save uh, saving faith. Like what is that? Saving faith, and and I I believe the best way to describe that is a continual faith, a continual pursuing after Him, after the Father, after uh, relationship. That kind of persistence in one's faith that you do not give up. And like you know, Paul said, "I ran the race. I, I finished the race." So like the biggest word in the Bible, I believe, is the word if. Because <laughs> so much of what our promises are based on the word if. You get these things if, you know, like um, like 1 Corinthians 3.14. If any person's work, which has built on, <clears throat> on this foundation, that is any outcome of his effort, remains and survives the test, he will receive a reward. But if, this is... Uh, 15, 
3.15, but if any person's work is burned up by the test, he will suffer the loss of his reward. Yet he himself will be saved, but only by one who has barely escaped through fire. That's like the whole like, oh, you everyone once saved, always saved kind of doctrine. And like, again, we go back to that once saved, always saved. We've had talks about that in, in depth. But I believe the the once saved, always saved, I thought process leads one into willful sin. Personally, I think once you remove accountability of your action, the default setting for all humans is selfishness, sin. I mean, we're born into sin. Very, I don't know of anybody who left their own devices is pure. I don't know anybody who on their own accord without the Holy Spirit is, is firing all cylinders. And only and no matter the, the best person you could use would still have to be compared to the Lord. You know, like our comparison isn't like our culture. It's not like, oh, I'm really good person for today. Well, no, that's not the metric. That's not how we gauge ourselves, how we judge ourselves. We judge ourselves according to the truth, which is his word. And it says clearly, all have fallen short. <laughs> all have fallen short. So they're like the most amazing person in the world. Like uh, there's this analogy that someone said, like you have to right now getting into heaven is getting on the coast of California and swimming to Hawaii. You have to swim to Hawaii from California. Okay. That is getting into heaven by our own works. And the reason they say that is because everyone would die. Everyone would die. Some of us might swim a mile. Some of us might swim 50 miles. No matter what, we're all drowning. No matter what, the, the greatest swimmer in the world could not swim from California to Hawaii, could not do it. That is the same thing about our own efforts getting into heaven. Hitler and Mother Teresa, without the Father, without salvation, without Jesus Christ dying on the cross, without, you know, Without the, 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 the Holy Spirit being in their life, both drown. Hitler, Mother Teresa, both drown, both die. None of them make it. None of us make it without him. And so it's, it's one of those fun things to think about. Like I, my mind, it's fun to think about. Like I think about me and the, and the, and the, the shortcomings, my, my gluttonous nature. Like I don't, it's so funny because we all quasi consciously will, choose sin. Like we all sin willingly. We may not in real time be thinking about it in terms of apples and, you know, one-to-one apple to apple, like, oh, this is a sin I'm sinning right now. We don't think about it that way. I don't think most of us think about it that way. I don't think about it that way. I'm like, this is a sin. I think about it in the moment of my flesh wants something and I say yes to my flesh, you know? And that's mostly what it is. It's, 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 very rarely, I mean, I'm trying to think of, I, if I even have an example of a moment where like it was a non-flesh, like a spiritual, I don't know. Like I've had those moments of anger or frustration and kind of things where I let that almost have a moment of, 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 of stage time. And I, I get rid of it relatively quickly. Well, except when I'm arguing with my wife, for some reason that one stays a little longer and I really do feel better. I'm like, why do I, why am I fr-? like, you know, she has the unique ability to frustrate me more than anybody else because I love her more than anybody else. Uh, and so it's funny. It's, <laughs> I, I, I love my wife more than anything else, but it's man. Other people don't get me nearly as upset as my wife does. It's so, and I don't know if that's every married couple. And she doesn't do like bad stuff. Like this is not like my wife's out here punching puppies. 
It's like the little things, you know what I mean? Like the little things. Whenever we drive to the airport, my wife will tell me, hey, let's try not to get a ticket on the way to the airport. Mind you, I've never gotten a ticket on the way to the airport, knock on wood. As of this recording, I've never gotten a ticket on the way to the airport. I've never had a problem on the way to the airport, driving her to the airport in the morning, stuff like that. But she always says, hey, try not to get a ticket this morning. As if, if she didn't say that, my goal was to get a ticket. And it always irks me. And I tell her, like, why do you say that? Why do you say that phrase? And I know in her heart, she's like, hey, just let's, 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 let's be drive safe. You know what I mean? I know her intentions are as pure as the driven snow. I know that. I know that for a fact. Like she, she doesn't want ill will for me or her or us, our insurance to go up or any of those things. So she's just doing what she knows as the motherly kind thing to say, Hey, just remember, don't drive crazy to the, to the airport today. Yet it goes into my eardrum and I hear you're a bad driver or I hear some kind of like, you know, I take it the wrong way. I, I warp it in my own brain to make it seem like something. And then I get frustrated. And then I'm sitting there for the first like five minutes of our drive going, why did you, why would you start our drive this way? Why do you do this every time? Why could you just not say it and know that I have the best intentions for us as well? And I also don't want to get a ticket or do any of those things. You know, it's, you start, it's, so it's so weird. Like she has a good intention, you know, but for some reason I take it poorly and I choose to take it poorly. I don't have to take it poorly. I can easily go, thank you, hon. Thank you for reminding me. I will, I will absolutely do my best to be on my P's and Q's as we drive to the airport. But I don't. And so I'm willfully being frustrated. I'm willfully choosing frustration, which is not good. It's not good. It's not good. You know, and so I think about like, why do I willfully do that? You know, when I'm when I'm ravenously hungry, and dude, if you guys struggle with food, like let me know. Like, reach back out. Like, what is the deal? Let's come together on this. Let's pray about this. Let's get in the word about this. Is it a flesh or is it a spirit? And so I, I, I digress. I was talking to my friend again this morning about that. And I'm like, I, I, I don't, I'm not one who goes into the everything's the devil philosophy at all. I think more often than not, we are the ones who are the struggle and the devil just has to sit back and like, oh, I, they, they, they're, t- they're doing all the heavy lifting for me. You know, that, that does not mean that there aren't spiritual attacks. That doesn't mean that there are a lot of things out there. I agree with all that. But I think it's a disservice or it's a get out of jail free card to, uh, to chalk everything up to the devil and not take any of our own responsibility. I very much am a self-accountability, self-responsibility. I err on the side of that. Call it my independent nature, my, my you know, this, my thought process in general, but when something is not the way I want it to be, my first reaction is what am I not doing or what could I be improving? Or along those, that thought process before I, I look at outside factors, you know, I, I'm very much of a, let's look inside first. And then once I know I've got my, my nets are mended, then I can go out and say, why are we not catching fish on the outside? But, um, and so we were talking about like, like is it a spiritual battle? You know, and, and then how do you attack it? We had gone to a, a, a business class, a kingdom builders class, a spiritual class. And, and the, the guy speaking had these amazing thought processes is about seeking the Lord, be still, know that I'm the Lord, like these kind of ways to start his day and devotionals and like meditation and, and connecting with the Lord and praying over his business. And they all sound really great. You know what I mean? It's such a weird thing. Like, like when someone says those things, it sounds great. You're like, oh yeah, it's like, why, like, why wouldn't you? Like, why wouldn't you be spending quality time in the Lord the first thing, part of your day? Why wouldn't you get to work and pray over your business, 
pray over your customers, pray over your team, pray over yourself, pray for wisdom, pray for, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so crazy that when someone says it, we're like, oh, what a revelation. You're like, well, that has been <laughs> preached about in the Bible from the word go. You know what I mean? From the word go. Yeah, when someone says it in business, we're like, oh, this guy is on another level. This is like a Christian Elon Musk over here, you know? And then that's the other thing too, is, 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 I, wanting a successful business. Like it's so weird. Christians feel weird about successful business. You know, like I, I, I deal a lot with, with Christian business owners and many of them are doing fantastic, but many of them have a negative thought process on making money. Like they have a poverty mentality when it comes to making money for their business. It's very, it's very weird. And I think a lot of that goes back to like the, you know, the love of money, this idea that if you're a rich Christian, you're not going to heaven. I don't know where that came from, but you know, people have that thought like, you know, easier for a, uh, a rich, uh, camel go through the eye of the needle than a rich man to get in heaven, which is not what that says. It's the love of money. It's easier for a man who puts his trust in, in his wealth. That's the whole phrase. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than it is for a man or a person who trusts their wealth, their possessions as their eternal security. Like that's the the crazy part. It's not having it. It's what you how you treat it. It's always a heart posture towards things. Back to sin, willful sin. I look about my life when I was in Vegas. I lived in willful sin, like willful sin, man. Every day was a sinapalooza. It was, <laughs> I say Cinnapalooza, but it sounds similar to Cinnabon. <laughs> In my head, I'm thinking of a Cinnabon now. I'm like, those are delicious. Perfect example. It's a gluttony. Um, so I was thinking about like how I was living in willful sin, deliberate willful sin. And I, every day, every day was as bad as the next. Every day I was, I was waking up to indulge my flesh. Every day I was doing that. And what does the Bible say about that? You know, like you know, 1 Corinthians 15, I think, is um, believing in vain, like professing with your mouth all this belief, but it not meaning anything. Your actions are determining all of the stuff. Like you've, your actions speak volumes. You can sit there all day and say that you believe, you believe, you believe, Jesus, I trust, da, 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 da. But your actions, the fruit of that will be self-evident for all of us. All of us. Are you living in the fruit of your beliefs? Are you living, are your actions lining up? So are you pursuing a life of righteousness? Are you pursuing a life of, of sin? And, and so I, I, cause I think of that and it's not, it's not always binary either. I think we think of like yay or nay. And I, I believe that's actually true, but like you could start something that is a yay and then it quickly becomes a nay, you know, like I use the example in the Aiken, like how I was looking at the, the analytics to my, this podcast and I was getting the endorphins. Like I was looking at it to like see how popular it was, even though it's not popular, but you know what I mean? Like I was looking at it for not for seeing how, how it was being received, not curious as to, was this helping people? Not curious as to when people were listening, was it a, a quality experience for them that that was helping them grow their walk and their journey and their faith and everything else. I was just looking at the number like, Ooh, this many people. So that was a bad thing. It was a, it was started as a simple, just, you know, exercise of knowledge 
quickly became something different, which is why I don't do it anymore. And I, I, I think about that when it comes to other things like YouTube. I was watching YouTube on my phone. You know, I got back into the, I don't know how I did it. So weird. Like I stopped watching YouTube and then I started watching YouTube again. And again, it's always the not bad things to watch. You know, I was watching some of my favorite, uh, cooking shows or I was watching, you know, politics stuff. That's, that's my toe into it. I start watching a little politics or like keeping an update, like news updates, what's going on. Cause I don't, I don't pay attention to that much anymore. And that's the, that's the slippery slope for me into the YouTube world. Then it recommends a video, then it recommends a video, then it recommends a video. The next thing you know, you spent all your time on YouTube and I'm like, I could have spent that in worship. I've could have spent that in a million other places that could have been more productive, but I wasn't, I was doing that. And so I've, I've now resigned myself again. It's like, all right, like, nope. Like I got to turn YouTube off completely because what starts out as a simple yay and immediately or very quickly becomes a nay for me. And that is my personality style. You know, I, I, I don't have the personality style that dabbles unless it's the gym. I can dabble in the gym. <laughs> I can dabble in the gym, you know, take it or leave it here and there. But I don't, I, I, I don't dive in. My flesh decides to dive into the things that I, I don't want to dive into. Isn't that crazy? Like what Paul says, the things I want, I don't, the things I, I, I forget his exact phrasing is like the things I don't want, I do. And the things I, I do, I don't, you know what I mean? Like he, he gets so frustrated with his flesh uh, of not doing the things that he wants to do and, and always doing the things he doesn't want. And that's, that's us. That's me. That's a totally me, like a million percent me, you know, um, eating healthy. I, I can do it for a little bit, but I don't, it's a striving. Oh, it's a, well, it's a discipline. Like I like discipleship because it's dis, discipline is in discipleship. Are you disciplined? You know, do you have that? But I know that I will always be failing at my discipline if it's on my own strength. Like that's the part that is becoming so much more and more and more and more and more aware. And I know it, but I'm not going to be successful at any of my endeavors on my own strength. I, I will not be. Professionally, I will not be successful if I'm not praying for my business, if I'm not praying for my clients, if I'm not praying for myself, my walk, it will not be successful because it is a, an ex, it's an extension of my faith and it's an extension of my walk. I mean, my business was built on it. I mean, the, the business name is Lifted Gaze. It was me trying to set my sights on the Lord and the thing he has for me. And that's what I built my business on. And literally it's in the name. Um, and so how could I think that I'm so good at business or any of the things that I'm doing that I shouldn't be giving this to him daily, daily, if not more, you know, the same with my relationships with uh, my wife, you know, praying for her. Like, like, is, like, I don't know about you guys. Do you guys pray for your spouse? Like, I, I, I don't do it nearly enough. I occasionally do it, but I don't, I mean, I think about it. I'm like, Mal, like I, I don't pray for her nearly enough. And that makes no sense to me. Like, like no sense that she should be like number two on my list besides me. Like, Lord, please give me wisdom and discernment. Please like, you know, bless me. Like give me a mind and a heart and a passion and desire for you. And the same thing with my wife, you know, I, I like, it should be a, you know, an order of things. Um, but I, I don't as much. And like, 
Why not? Like, why not? Is it, is it a discipline habit? Is it just not thinking about it? Is it not having a priority list that's proper? You know, and I, so I, 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 I ponder these ideas. I rattle them around in my noodle of where are my opportunities? And it's quick. And it's so easy to all start holding a measuring stick to yourself of where you're falling short. Like, and that's the trap I, I try not to fall into. Like when I find myself in these situations where I'm like, oh, I don't do this enough. I don't do this enough. I don't do this. You know, we can always get there of what we're not doing enough. I, in those moments, I like to pause and start thanking him, reminding myself of, of, of the amazing grace and blessing and joy and miracles that he's performed in my life and get to the positive again. Cause focusing on me will, is a downward spiral. Ooh, a brutal, any of us, I believe if you start focusing on the things that you're lacking in or whatever, buckle up buttercup, you're going to be there for a minute and it's going to be brutal and can be downward. And you just, Oh, why? Rather than getting the focus off me, getting the focus on him, getting the focus on him. And I think a lot of that stems like from willful sin. Like when I, not willful sin, but when I sin repeatedly, and I think there's a huge difference between willful sin and having a weakness. I don't, you know, some might disagree with me and I, I understand why, but there's a difference between willfully sinning and then like, oh my gosh, I have a, I have a soft spot for chocolate. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever that sin is, you slip up and this is just a sin that you deal with consistently. I, I, I believe there's like freedom from that. I believe the Holy Spirit can set you free from that. I absolutely trust in all that. What does that take? And when we stumble on the same stumbling block, what, what do we learn from that? What do we take away from that? You know, like I've stumbled over food more times than I can count. I've stumbled over food. Now, I don't want to sit there and claim and own that I'm a glutton and da, 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 all that, you know, like identify as and, 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 and speak that over my life because I don't believe so. I, but I do know I, sh- I, I have in the past struggled and I'm not quite set free yet, but I, that is coming of this addiction to food or a, a gluttonous perspective on things. And I, I, I'm, I'm in that limbo of like, all right, Lord, like, man, like I need wisdom. I need discernment. I need understanding. I need to know how to lean into you when, th- when this is happening in real time. You know, I don't want the uh, you know, 5,000 calorie lunch later situation going, Oh Lord, why'd I do that? It's like, dude, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that at all. But I also don't want my stumbling block to lead to a stumbling week. You know what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden, like days, weeks later, you're like, what happened? Like, you know, I, I want there to be a real time awareness of the things I'm struggling with. Like, like for instance, like I I'm, I'm so thankful that when any kind of sexual perverted kind of spirit nature pops up. I'm, I'm very sensitive to it. And I'm like, Whoa, no, 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 no. Wherever that situation is, I need to remove myself. And kind of like I was talking about before, like I, I, I will remove myself from those things because I know how dangerous they are. Like I don't want to for a second tempt a, a sexual spirit, a spirit of perversion, any of that stuff in my marriage, in my life. Oh my gosh, I don't want to go near that with a thousand foot pole, man. Get that away from me. 
Like, why would anyone invite that kind of nightmare into their life is beyond me. But so for me, that's a huge no-no, like an absolute non-starter game changer. No, no, I don't even want to hang out with a situation like that. I don't want to be there at all. (laughs) Like, oh, it's so brutal. Ah, why don't I have that same thing about food? Why is that sin so egregious to me and so repulsive and don't want to do anything near it, but I can start, you know, tiptoeing towards a cookie tray. <laughs> oh, I'm like, you know, start thinking about my, my wife and I going out for the weekend. Like, where are we going? I'm like, that place has good desserts. There's a really good ice cream shop over there. You know, I can, I can start thinking that way. And it's, it's amazing to me that I don't, look at it the same way. I don't, I don't give it the same respect and, 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 and put it in its proper place when I know the effects are the same. Like me indulging in a, in a gluttonous nature is, it is a separation in my Holy Spirit walk. It is a separation in my walk. And so it's the same impact. It has the same effect. You know, um, I, like I said, like I would never put apples to apples, like me being in an adulterous relationship and having too much pie. You know what I mean? Like I'm not comparing those two, but they both impact my relationship with my wife. One, one would be a, an absolute ridiculousness, but you know, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to belittle that. <laughs> that. Oh, you got a piece of pie, chew on your wife. That's so silly. No one would ever say that. Um, so it's just a, like, I would never, I would never consider in a billion years doing something to jeopardize my wife and I's relationship. You know, I've, 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 I would, I would never like, Oh my gosh. Like, like, dude, run, bro, run. However, when I'm indulging in food or I'm indulging in that glutton spirit, or I'm like sitting and spending more time on YouTube, watching mindless videos that aren't evil, that aren't bad, but they are because of what they're doing to me. I don't think of them the same way. And so I don't know what you guys struggle with. Like, I would love to know, like anybody listens to this. If you guys listen to this again, I, I do check my emails. Oddly enough, I don't get very, I have many of them at all, but I have that. Like, I would love to know, like, what, what are the things that you guys, whoever girls, guys, I don't know. You know what I mean? Guys, bros, I call everyone the same thing. Um, like, what are those things for you? Cause I, I for me, they're, they, they really boil down to that, that gluttonous nature, that gluttonous spirit that I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting to to understand, to comprehend, and to give to God, you know, but truly give it to God, not give it to God with, with little, you know, Ooh, like still holding on to it slightly. I got to truly let it go and be like, all right, Lord, like what, what are the actions that I need to take in terms of obedience to you? Cause that's what it's got to be. It, it can't be my own striving. My own striving has failed me for 42 years, 42 years. I've been failing at this. So clearly it's, it's, it, it's something that I need to give up to him. I need to let it go truly, honestly, sincerely give that up. So I, I, I yeah, I just think about that, man. Like these gorgeous, beautiful day. Like I, I you know, it's summertime and, and I want to, I, I don't want to worry about if I travel with my wife somewhere that I'm going to go off the reservation. I don't want to worry about when friends and family come out to see us that I can't, I can't behave myself when it comes to not indulging and overindulging. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a good meal. Like, so funny, my pastor says, it's like, it's like, like God put a love of food in my heart. You know, like I love, I, I enjoy food. I think it's really good. I eat because it's delicious. Oh man, that's so amazing. It's so amazing. I appreciate quality food. 
but that isn't a green light to go off the reservation and eat all that food. It isn't a green light to just indulge, indulge, indulge. But to sit there and say like, oh yeah, I don't love food. No, food's delicious, man. Food's awesome. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean I get to treat it any which way. I have to respect it. I have to understand it and, and my, and my nature behind it. So yeah, I would love to hear from you guys if this is something that, uh, you know, you guys deal with, or, or if you found a solution to it, man, like, dude, help a brother out. You know, if you've, if you've had this issue and you've, you've overcome it, like I can tell you about my gambling or drugs or pornography. I can give you, I can give you tons of stuff about that. We'll trade <laughs> flopsies. Uh, you know, um, my mic keeps going out. That's so crazy. Uh, okay. So anyway, that was this, uh, just, you know, the willful sin. Like I just, I kind of just keep going back to it. Cause I just think it's such an important topic that we, we can easily gloss over, but I, I want us to acknowledge it. I want to acknowledge it for myself and like be aware of it. And so, and, you know, not hold a measuring to myself, but definitely, definitely be in a place of like, you know, accountability, like, all right, Lord, like, what do I need to do? Anyway, that was this. Uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, thank you. Big shout out to Diffmix, diffmix.com. Again, as always, we wouldn't be able to do this. I wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. You're so important. Uh, you guys are amazing. And then I will see you soon. Bye. You have been listening to What's Up Church Podcast. Just know you are cooler than all your friends that didn't. <laughs>